is Jeans and a Nice Top, a crash course in modern dating with Ash and Mel. Hi, Ash. Hi, Mel. And hello to our very special guest today, Georgia Grace, certified sex coach. Hey, I'm so excited to be here with you. We're so Thanks excited so to have you. Yeah, we are. Thanks so much for joining us, Georgia. Of course. Yeah. Now, you've no doubt been pretty busy in lockdown because last week I saw you post on Instagram, which is at gspot underscore. If you're not already following Georgia, please do. And it was about where did all the mojo go? So mojo is a bit different to libido, isn't it? It's not just sex. Yes. Yeah. And I think when I when we were sort of using that term, it sounded very Austin Powers-esque, <laughs> but just kind of had to go with it because every client who I'm working with at the moment who is in a lockdown, it, they're having these similar conversations. They're like, it's not so their issue or concern, yes, may involve their libido and their desire and changes, but it's more of their their sense of self, their, the mm. concept that they are locked indoors, that they don't have access to the things that really make them feel like the human that they are. And I think right. certain things come up in the aesthetics of of how people express themselves and I think sometimes clients will say things like um I know this sounds really vain but because I haven't had my hair done I don't feel like myself and it's really not vain at all I think the way that we express ourselves the way that we dress the things that we do for our bodies is intrinsically who we are and most of us haven't had access to those rituals or those practices and as a result many people are just not feeling like themselves they're not feeling confident um, and they're having to sort of relearn or reconnect with their bodies. It's interesting because the other week I reckon I've had no makeup on and not done my hair for close to three months at this point. And it's been so strange because I feel like I did this last year as well where I'd got to this point where I suddenly realised that I felt just flat and a bit like not like unattractive, but not Mm. that I thought me without makeup was unattractive, just like what what about me have I put effort into, I suppose, because I've just mm. been wearing like the same leggings and the same grotty T-shirt over and over again. My hair mm. was just whatever, no makeup, my eyebrows weren't done and everything. And then when I actually just went, you know what, I'm feeling flat, I'm just going to go and do my hair and my makeup how I normally would if I were leaving the house, I felt so much better. And it was such a superficial thing that I almost was like, oh, God, how cliche can you be? But <laughs> yes. it really did make a difference. Yeah, for sure. And I think that, you know, in session, it's obviously a space that we um, can work through and unpack these things. So mm. there may be times where like, where we discuss, you know, what has informed your ideas around beauty or mm. what has informed what sexuality means for you? Is it capitalism? Is it patriarchy? Is it sort of systems that may be oppressing you in certain ways or maybe stopping you from um, really feeling okay in your body or can you look at these certain rituals or practices in ways of usefulness that support you in really getting into your body that Mm. allow for you to optimize how you're feeling and even just I think the process of getting out of your pajamas Mm -hmm. having a shower and putting on clothes I, I know puts a lot of people in the mindset of 
um, feeling like they can work and that they can really commit to something or they can show up to something. So, yeah, it certainly requires a bit of analysis um, as to what informs these ideas and how we feel about our bodies. But, I mean, if it's making sense to people, if it's supporting you in feeling sexy or confident or just okay in your body, then I don't see it as such a bad, superficial or vain thing. If people are trying to sort of unpack a bit of, you know, I guess the process of why they're feeling a lack of mojo, they're a bit blah, they're a bit flat, what are some of the sort of probing questions you'd have our listeners ask themselves to kind of delve a bit deeper than just, well, I feel shit. (laughs) too bad yeah yeah I mean there's just so much that you can do here um the the work that I do is um under the umbrella of somatic sexology so essentially what that means is it's somatic bringing awareness to the body and then sexology being the um scientific study of sex um and within that umbrella I work with coaching and education embodiment practices so Mm. there may be certain questions that we ask like what are you noticing in your body how is your body physically responding to grief Um, a lot of people um, this may be a a new kind of question for them to answer but when you spend a bit of time with it really tuning into the physical responses that you're having I think a lot of people feel a lot in their chest in that they identify when they can't breathe properly or nerves or stress or anxiety may show up in their gut or a clenched jaw may be really present when they're stressed at work. So tuning into perhaps what their body might be telling them um, instead of having to always be really cognitive and process with thoughts and what they're thinking. But then you could also work with questions. I mean, and they're pretty huge questions, but they're along the lines of, who am I and how do I know myself to be? How does the world read me? How do I express myself and and what does that do to inform others and what does that do to inform who I am? Um, I guess they're more of the identity questions. But then a really basic one, which is also really tricky, could be what makes me feel good? Mm. And that is hard. It's really (laughs) hard. (laughs) It is really hard. And I, I mean, even in session yesterday with lots of, I was working with individuals and couples and it takes a lot of time because often we're so busy and we're so productive and we're so focused on doing that people don't really know what makes them feel good and they don't create enough time to feel good. Yeah. I also feel like this is the time where we're so much more introspective. Like I run at such a high frequency mm. in a normal life, you know, in the before times. Before yeah. The COVID yes. BC. <laughs> I was running at such a high frequency and I just even thinking back to that little period in Sydney between, you know, 2020 and this current lockdown where things kind of went back to normal. And I guess that was national to a degree, you know, like things kind of went back to normal. And in that period... I think back to a day where I would just be, you know, rushing to work, work, rushing home, rushing out to dinner, coming home, shower, go to bed and just repeat, repeat, repeat where I never really had to think about anything. And now I almost find myself, it's almost like I've become too introspective though, because it's Mm. like I have so much time (laughs) on my hands that I'm like 
really overthinking everything and and um i think you know do you feel like there's like a positive and a negative to the this period of our lives where you know we can think about those big picture questions but then also can you think too much about them <laughs> absolutely i think everyone is just spending uh, you know a lot of time with themselves and yeah. i think certain lockdowns affect people really differently so for maybe someone who's living on their own and not engaging with other people there's a whole lot of time that you have with just yourself that in the past when you have that kind of busy life may have been really beneficial and it may have been the optimal way for their body to live um, but in a lockdown it's really different because they're not having any human engagement or interaction but then you know you could have thoughts about your current relationship status and what's going on there and having Mm -hmm. to spend a lot of time with um, that person that you live with or people that you live with, whether you're in a relationship with family. Um, But certainly I think with all of this space, there's a lot of space for people um, to think a lot and to feel a lot and even it's you know really important to give yourself that space from thinking and one way to do that is to... um, acknowledge the thought when we're never trying to sort of I don't think it's really possible for people to completely shut off their thoughts and maybe the the incredible mindfulness um, movement and you know all all that's happening in that space is awesome but I think people have this really unattainable idea that they they'll just be free from thought and yeah. free from things that make them feel like shit but that's not really how the mind and body works. It's just about bringing awareness and creating a bit of space and having more choice. It's interesting what you said about people who are perhaps living alone and and really looking at, you know, their lifestyle and how living alone is very different when you are being social. I guess the the rhetoric around that has been like, well, get a vibrator, just masturbate, you'll be fine. (laughs) Like do, do, just do Zoom drinks and buy vibrators, like all good. Yeah. It really is like if you're single and you live alone, all you need is like 500 vibrators and <laughs> yes. like a few Zoom drinks apparently. And yeah. You're and you're set. <laughs> why, why is that sort of rhetoric, mm. you know, quite damaging? Surely people would listen to that and think, yeah, great. Thanks, guys. Mm. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess there's we're, – we're in a sexual revolution and I think mm. it's so exciting that um, even in the past few years I've noticed how mm-hmm. openly we're speaking about masturbation, sex toys, self-pleasure and really valuing that as an important, healthy and beneficial thing to do. Um Though I guess it also comes down to, it reminds me of a a conversation or a thought that people have that they think that sex toys will um, completely replace human connection and Mm. that it won't, um, people won't want to be intimate with people. And, you know, sex toys are an addition to sex or Mm. to um, self-pleasure, but they're, they're not going to replace or they're not going to provide all of those needs that a human being has so then when we hear things like this that just get a vibrator have a wine with your friends it's like that that of course can fulfill one need and that Mm. of course is a great way to spend some time but still people are are missing out on that co-regulation that comes from being in a space with someone from being able to, you know, have that presence with you, um, receiving touch or giving touch to someone. But there's a lot that, of course, you naturally miss out 
on if, you know, you don't have people around you. And I'm working with lots of people who are saying, I just want to be spooned or I just want to have a long cuddle. I want to look someone in the eye. I want to share a breath with someone. Like these are really simple human engagements that people are really having um, an embodied craving, like a pull for their body to desire this. So um, there, there are certain things that technology is wonderful for in this time, but of course people are still missing out on those things that they really need. Is it kind of like, because what do you do about that? Because I think this is where I guess the difficulty lies, right? Because you can, to some degree, replace sex with sex toys in the Mm. sense that if you know how to use them right you understand your body and also like you know are able to orgasm you can simulate parts of sex right with Mm. sex toys but then those intimate experiences that require like that human connection require like a physical human to human connection we literally can't do them right now like Mm. legally Mm. and so I guess it's like what do you do and is the answer one of those body pillows because I'm still thinking about it (laughs) with arms (laughs) I want one with the arms they look so good and so comfy they just look like they'd align your spine really well I think Um, so too (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess this is such a nuanced and individual question um, Mm. whereby, yes, to state the obvious, it's, you know, illegal to do that right now. It's Mm -hmm. impossible to have access to that. So um, I guess it is really normalising the fact that a lot of people are um, raising concerns with their sex life at the moment, regardless of they're living with someone, they're living with a partner, um, or they're in a relationship. Like a lot of people, their sex lives have been affected just in different ways. Mm. Whether they're not desiring sex, they're completely touch fatigued because they have kids, or you know, the sex is the furthest thing from their mind um, because you know of the current state of the world. So. It's identifying that just because you're single, you're not alone in having these concerns around sex and in having these concerns that you're not having the sex life that you possibly want at the moment. Mm. And then maybe looking at what is possible for you right now. So is it possible to maybe just intend to, you know, really work to connect with your body? Um, If you are separated from a partner, what can you do to connect with them? Of course, you know, we have phone sex or sexting. Of course, it's not the real thing, but how can you get creative with it? Um, A lot of people are still dating um, Mm. and trying it out. Again, you know, they, it may be a digital first date, which can feel incredibly awkward, but first dates are always really awkward. So kind of just go with it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's true, actually. Yeah. (laughs) At least you don't have to figure out the, you know, are we going to hug? Are we going to kiss? (laughs) Just over the screen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Surprise, they're there. (laughs) So, yeah, I think it's the, the question really is for for everyone, you know, what is possible for you right now and, and what can you do to be creative with it? Because, I mean, it really does collectively suck. That's such a helpful kind of way of looking at it, though, because I think that, you know, it's easy for us to sit and go, this is what I'm lacking. Mm. You know, I'm lacking this physical touch. And obviously these things are hard. Like I'm lacking the ability to date in real life properly. Mm. I'm lacking, you know, sex and and things that we're losing because of COVID. But I suppose if you flip the script in a way and you go, okay, well, how can I use this time Mm. to discover myself? Or like, you know, maybe it's just like, 
great, I'm going to get this like more interesting, different sex toy that I've never tried. Mm. And we're going to like, you know, give that a shot and, and finding new things about yourself, I suppose. And then, you know, I guess hopefully you can go back out into the world and then be this like super like sex powerful person. (laughs) I know every single G spot in my whole body. (laughs) All 20 of them. I know all of them. I'm just going to talk you through how to get me off like 20 times here. real vibe to like like pun intended <laughs> handy for the other person very we handy definitely. Down, like powerful sex monster i love yeah that just energy. like laser beam orgasms yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i guess george there's nothing wrong with having a lower level of mojo right now mm. you know i'm sure that a lot of people aren't mm-hmm. feeling very sexy they're not like when you've been working from home all day or you're out in the world working at a job where you could you know, come in contact with this virus, it's a pretty sort of stressful situation. You don't really feel like coming home and putting on the the pearl thong or, Mm. you know, (laughs) changing into that, whether you're, you know, single and self-pleasuring or in a relationship. So is it okay to have quiet times where you don't have mojo? Of course, yeah. And I think um, taking the pressure off and I know that is so much easier said than done, but when Mm. I gently remind my clients, take the pressure off yourself, it's like this kind of weight is visibly lifted off their body that just Mm. reminding them and constantly reminding them or reminding yourself that you don't have to be having a great sex life right now. You don't have to be desiring sex a lot at the moment. It is really normal to notice changes. It's really, really normal to not feel your best or to not feel great. Um, So, yeah, just take the pressure off that, that extra thing that may be causing stress and maybe just look at what, what can you do to just feel okay today? What's mm. getting in the way between you and just feeling fine? And perhaps focus on that because, yeah, like I don't think many people are, are really sort of... Actually, th- this was an interesting one. Last week I did a week on um, libido and I asked yeah. the question, um, how is your libido at the moment? Mm. And I, because I'm working in session and, and mostly working with concerns, I was thinking the majority of people would be really, um, uh, w- would notice changes in their desire and the fact that they just don't want sex at all at the moment. But I think it was 55% of people responded saying that they're desiring sex even more. Really? And looking into their answers, that was uh, from a lot of people who were um, uh, who weren't able to access sex with other. Wow. So they're single and they're really longing, they're, they're really wanting that um connection they're wanting that sex they're wanting the pleasure so as a result it's um bringing it more front of mind and they're desiring it more so yeah i i think the the um changes in mojo uh, are really different to the changes in desire um mm. like desire may be high and <laughs> mojo may be yeah, low, low. <laughs> yeah yes. like you can it feel is... like horny all the time but that doesn't mean that you feel like super vibey when you're chatting to people on video chat <laughs> yes yeah it's like the the want what's the want for you what, what yeah. are you sort of needing for your body at the moment i was gonna say on the libido stuff and like you know putting that pressure on yourself. I feel like mm. something I've found is because I'm uh, last lockdown, I was single. And so mm. I definitely relate to that. I do feel like I was more horny mm. than ever because mm-hmm. you're so, you're not physically like sexually interacting with anybody. Whereas I think when it's, you know, normal times, 
I will be, you know, you going on dates and even if it's a little thing like holding hands or like mm-hmm. a touch on the back, it's like those are such charged physical touches when you're dating yeah. that you're sort of getting that sexual energy a lot more than you are when it's just you. I, but I feel like now I'm living with a partner mm-hmm. um, this lockdown and I feel like the difference is that like my libido has gone out the window. But then it's like I start getting this guilt of like, oh, we're not like, or not a guilt, but like this weird, you know, that weird competitiveness that people get where mm-hmm. it's like, I feel like I'm supposed to be having hot sex every time I have sex. Like it's supposed to be the best fucking sex ever. Otherwise mm-hmm. we've failed or, mm-hmm. you know, this bullshit. And I just feel like particularly now it's so unhelpful to have that added pressure. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's like, is the answer just to kind of, constantly remind yourself that there's other factors at play Mm. and this is not normal times this is like a unique period of our lives yeah for sure and and I think what what you were speaking about there is is really interesting because I I hear this pressure all the time Mm. um a, a lot it's brought up in discussions in workshop settings um that as we're in this sexual revolution and we have access to a huge amount of information um there is more encouragement for women or people with vulvas to be highly orgasmic and really sexual and sexually Mm. empowered. And um, obviously that is so needed and so important, though that I feel that we've kind of missed a process in supporting people in getting there. It's like you were sexually repressed, you were a slut if you had, had too much sex, you were a prude if you didn't have enough and now, oh, wait, now you can do what you want with your body and the messaging is all about sexual empowerment. But we're having to sort of rewire a lot of those ingrained messages that we've had from social, cultural, political ideas or religious beliefs or undertones for many, many years of our lives. And because of that, we're we're having to really come to terms with the pressure that we do put on ourselves to be um, this sexual person and what happens when we don't fulfil that or what happens um, when we have maybe mediocre or just okay sex or sex because we think we should or we're wanting or willing so yeah there's I think there's so many different ways to have sex and there's so many different reasons that people have sex and I really like to ask people you know what does a fulfilling sex life mean to you and I intentionally use the word sex life not just sex because sex isn't just those 20 minutes in bed sex is everything around it it's how Mm -hmm. you think it's how you relate to your body it's how you engage with other if there is other um that there's you know so much more to it so yeah that pressure is so real and um I think it's just so important for people to kind of check those thoughts that um, maybe aren't so useful for them right now and be like, yeah, give myself a break. And also that to you thing, like what is it to you, not to the world? And I feel like that is huge for um, young women. Like Mm. I consider myself a young woman, Mm. you know, young young women in Mm. like currently because I think that, like I, we've talked about this a few times on the podcast, the sexual revolution, and then also that sort of flip side of it where it can, like, if we don't, you know, I guess address it ourselves in a healthy way, it can actually bring more 
kind of toxic stuff into our lives in a way (laughs) of how we then go, oh, well, everyone's doing it this way. I should be doing it that way. Like my sex life right now should look like this. Like, you know, I, you know, well, we're, you know, we've got nothing else to do. Why aren't we having sex all the time? That's what we should be Mm -hmm. doing. Everyone should be horny as fuck. And like, you know, it's, it's this weird thing of, I think, it's so easy to compare. And again, tying back into us having way too much time to think, Mm. I feel like I'm talking to other friends. I feel like there is that weird thing where we're all feeling like, oh, we're supposed to be like having heaps of sex right now. But like Mm. most of the time I just want to eat mashed potato in front of the table. (laughs) Yes, and be really gross. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sexy. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. God, yeah. It's it's such a a weird time and and we – you know, we have to look at how it's impacting yeah. how we feel about sex. And Georgia, just finally, how can we invite a little bit of mojo into our life? Obviously, it's not lighting candles in the bedroom and putting on <laughs> some Bob Seger. So what else What else does it look like? A little bit of mojo that doesn't involve candles and Bob Seger. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Honestly, this is really such an individual thing because Mm. you know that maybe candles may just light someone up um Mm -hmm. but I know it's not the I think it's the classic you know 10 things that you can do to get the spark back in your life but I mean even thinking back on on what we were saying at the start like reflecting on a few of the clients that I have that um, we're speaking about their beauty routine. Like we we really can't underestimate how um, powerful that can feel and how great that feels for people in mm-hmm. um, just feeling great about their body or feeling sexy. So if it is your beauty routine, if it's your skincare, if it's what you do for your hair, your nails, I mean, there's nothing vain about that. I think that is really important to you. Um there's so much out there at the moment in the terms if you're wanting to maybe be entertained or things to listen to or to watch, of course there's great um, audio erotica, there's so much great ethical porn out there. Maybe it's that's not to, you know, masturbate to it. It certainly can be, but maybe it's just to get a bit curious to, and to dabble yeah. in something new and think I've never actually listened to what it would be like to um, attend a group orgy in a forest. Why don't I just look up uh, some <laughs> audio erotica and see what that sounds That's like? Such a specific, <laughs> yeah. specific yeah. group orgy in the forest <laughs> with fairies. I've never, so- <laughs> I've never done that with fairies and also with unicorns. There, <laughs> yeah. um, you know what? There's something called ru- Rule Thirty Four. If yeah. it if it exists, it's in porn. So um, <laughs> everything in the world has some kind of porn made out of it. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, really getting a sense of what it, it, perhaps it's even a process of feeling into where, when do you feel most centrally confident? Mm. When do you feel most confident in your body? And thinking about what it was that allows for that confidence. So, I mean, we're moving into spring and I'm hearing so many people saying, I feel like myself again, like having, being able, for those who can access the ocean, being able to dive into the ocean makes me feel like I have my mojo back or Mm. being around a certain person, um, really curating spaces that allow for your context, for your mojo um, and getting clear on that. Sometimes it's 
no one's ever really thought about what their mojo means for them. Um, so taking some time to really think about that and actually actively doing it because nothing's going to change if you don't do anything about it. There are, of course, times where you don't want to do anything and you just want to eat your mashed potato, but there are certainly times where you just, you know, have to kind of do something. So figure out what it means for the individual. Yeah. Some homework. Some homework for you guys. Yeah. (laughs) But I love that making it like about experimenting and and trying new things over feeling like it's a job or like you've got to like, you know, fix something. Like Mm. I I actually love that as a, you know, way to think about it. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us today, Georgia. It's been such a pleasure. And I hope you guys got something out of this today, a little bit of homework or just (laughs) even just a little bit of a permission slip to not be so stressed about not having, you know, excess sex at this time. Yeah. Thanks so much, Georgia. That was so good. Yeah. Loved chatting with you. And Georgia, where can our listeners find you? So I'm on Instagram as Mm gspot.com. underscore. (laughs) Someone already (laughs) stole G-Spot. So you can find me there and that's probably the easiest place for everything else. So yeah, go to G-Spot. Cool. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye.